I love reading romance, even with my mom. Historical, paranormal, a good rom com. We both like a grump, an alpha, and a beard. But reading with my mom, well, it gets kind of weird. I'm reading steamy scenes, getting bothered and hot. But if mom is asking, I read it for the plot. We look for swoony scenes, those moments that delight. Communication's good, and the banter's so right. So if you'd like to read along and join the group, here's a little secret, I'll let you into the loop. It's just a little show that we like to dub, not your mom's romance book club. Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi mom, how's it going? Hello Ellen, it's going fantastic. Nice. Today we are chatting about Nice Girls Don't Have Things by Molly Harper. But first, Mom, what is your favorite spooky thing to watch and or read? Mm. Okay. My favorite scary movie of all time ever. You know what I'm going to say? Changeling. The Changeling. And not the Angelina Jolie one, but the old George C. Scott one that I think was made in 78 or 79. I highly recommend this movie as just a good, creepy, scary ghost story. Ghost story. Yeah, mom uh, mom d- gravitates towards the ghost spooky stuff. I don't like satanic stuff, and I don't like, like slasher. Satanic. She doesn't like slasher. So. Just a good, creepy. You also get into, like, ghost hunting shows I and do stuff, too. I do. At that. <laughs> but just my good go-to... I could watch this every Halloween. And you've movie. been watching X Files lately? I haven't watched X Files. I've been watching. I've been rewatching all the Harry Potter. I've been binging Harry Potter movies mm-hmm. just for my Christmas. I mean, my Halloween binge. And um, so, yeah, X Files is a very creepy show, mm-hmm. and I love it. I'm here for it. <laughs> and Fox Mulder, by the way, from back in the day. Oh, baby. <laughs> yeah, you always had a crush on him. I did always have a crush on him, even back in 93 or whenever it was made. <laughs> yep. Um, see, when I think about spooky stuff, that is not, it's not my go-to genre by any No, stretch. I'm not a horror movie person ever. No, we have family members that that is like their bread and butter, and it is not mine at all. So like... Honestly, if it's Halloween and I'm looking for something to watch, oftentimes I'm like, let's put on Young Frankenstein or <laughs> um, the Office Halloween episode or, I, you know, I would much rather get into that than, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I But I do like um, Rear Window yeah. and... Um, kind of, yeah. I, Some more I'm, suspense. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of more like mom where I like more spooky and i do i i can get into the yeah like more suspense like where someone is after you and it's like (laughs) um that kind of stuff but um and i asked that because both of us haven't been reading or watching (laughs) um this week and i felt at least nothing new it's just a lot of the old it's all the same more Taskmaster. But I have been watching X-Files. I'm still listening to the same audiobook. So, you know, nothing new on that front. So I was like, we need to pep up this segment a yeah. little bit. because <laughs> it's getting dead. Ooh. <laughs> like what I did there? It's yeah. It's like a Halloween thing. Yeah, I see what you did. <laughs> we should say, too, we're recording this on Halloween. Yes. Um, Pre-trick-or-treaters coming. 
so um so we're still in the spooky mood but maybe by the time you listen to this you won't be <laughs> you'll be behind it but you're ahead like of it. it's november 1st why am i <laughs> why am i we're talking about spooky stuff but um anyway so that's what we've been that's what we've been up to hope everybody had a fabulous halloween if that's your your jam um i had halloween with 25 kindergartners yeah and did you love it so much oh my gosh <laughs> um they were super cute and they were, it was cute just to see how like stoked they were but it was a lot it it's exhausting yeah they were and they were on like that we're in costumes and we're about to get a shit ton of candy energy <laughs> um which was a lot and then we did a project with them where they cut out a skeleton and that was too much for a lot of them to handle. So I ended up cutting out mm, 18 skeletons. Well, it's uh, not like you were doing 204 bones <laughs> on each one. Eh? Yeah, I know, but it was it was a lot. Um, okay, so today we are chatting about Nice Girls Don't Have Fangs by Molly Harper. It is the first book in her Jean Jameson series. The series follows the titular Jean Jameson and also launches her eventual Half Moon Bay Hollow series. Or Half Moon. Hmm. Half Moon Bay. <laughs> Half Moon Hollow <laughs> series. Um, Half Moon Bay is in the Bay Area. And so <laughs> I'm just used to saying that. Um, Half Moon Hollow series. So, um, this is the back cover description for this first book, which was her debut novel right. as well. So, like, her very first book of her very first series. So, lots of firsts. Here's the back cover description. Maybe it was the shenanigans gift certificate that put her over the edge. When children's librarian and self-professed nice girl Jane Jameson is Fired by her beastly boss and handed $25 in potato skins instead of, instead of a severance check, she goes on a bender that's sure to become Half Moon Hollow legend. On her way home, she's mistaken for a deer, shot, and left for dead. And thanks to the mysterious stranger she met while chugging neon-colored cocktails, she wakes up with a decidedly unladylike thirst for blood. Jane is now the latest recipient of a gift basket from the newly undead welcoming committee, and her life after lifestyle is taking some getting used to. Her recently deceased favorite aunt is now her ghostly roommate. She has to fake breathing and endure daytime hours to avoid coming out of the coffin to her family. She's forced to forgo her favorite down-home southern cooking for bags of O-negative. Her relationship with her sexy mercurial vampire sire keeps running hot and cold and if all that wasn't enough it looks like someone in half moon hollow is trying to frame her for a series of vampire murders what's a nice undead girl to do mom what did you think of nice girls don't have fangs i have mixed feelings on this one i'm gonna say i'm gonna give it a really like i really liked it there's a lot of things i really liked about it there are some things about it that kind of bug me and we're gonna talk about those i'm sure yes we are um, I'm the same. I'm a like, not a love. Um, but it was fun to have a paranormal, paranormal for Halloween. And it was a fun paranormal read. It is. It's definitely a fun read. She's funny. I LOL'd many times in this book. Yes, you did. And you highlighted many. I did. Because they, they made me laugh. Yeah. They're, she's a very funny writer. And I've read other books from her further down the line, I think, in her writing career. Um... And I enjoy her writing. Yes. That's not the problem here. (laughs) 
we'll, we'll talk about the problem. But first, what did you think of Jane as our heroine? Um, I liked Jane. Jane, I think, was the best part of this whole book. I, she was a lot of fun. She was funny. She had a snarky sense of humor, which I appreciate. She, um, I really liked Jane. I also, I, I, I loved Jane. Um, I think I more loved Molly Harper's writing for Jane's, like, (laughs) you know, inside her head. Yes. Is, um the chief reason why I, I loved Jane so much is also ha- fun having kind of this unicorn collecting children's librarian be a vampire, a vampire. Um, and kind of seeing her have to uh, compromise, you know, her, <laughs> her two sides of herself now. Um, but I can, I can see why, there's a series based on her. She's a lot of fun. She's and yes. it's and it's a fun um, premise of of this kind of more straight laced nice girl, nice girl turns vampire who has you know little in the way of sexual experience and um, yeah, and just kind of getting to live in her brain while she goes through this process. I think um, this is not the question, but I think. Her, I think Molly Harper's world building for this, her brand of vampires is a lot of fun. And we're kind of seeing that through Jane's eyes, you know, as she's welcomed into the, by the welcoming committee with her gift basket. <laughs> yeah, she was. <laughs> yeah, she was. Um, and um, I don't know, just kind of, she has a very like kind of fun, kitschy vampire yeah. world. That yeah, was, it was cute. That was fun. It doesn't always make a lot of sense. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I mean, you know, just because they have on sunscreen, does that mean that they can go out in the sun? I. But then they avoid the sun. But then, I don't know. A lot of it was... Man, there's one of my students, she comes with sunscreen, like, lathered on. Like, you look at her forehead and she's just got, like, white streaks Aww. on her head all day. And I'm like, well, mom and dad are being <laughs> maybe, extra vigilant. Maybe they're vampires. <laughs> maybe <laughs> um oh she's so sweet um anyway so just kind of yeah that's what i kept thinking of was this little girl who just comes slathered in sunscreen every day. <laughs> which is like my granddaughter <laughs> yeah that's true um but yeah i mean and i'm sure that in future books in the series she kind of delves even more into oh i'm sure this world of vampires and um, she really sets, I mean, so she's got this series and then the Half Moon Hollow series, which I think is less, um, couple centric because Jane Jameson series is just about her. But I think the half, from what I understand, the Half Moon Hollow series, like each, each person gets a different yeah. person. Um, so, you know, she's kind of set herself up. There's werewolves there's zombies it sounds like there's, there's witches there's yeah so the whole the whole thing is out there yeah. demons is the thing apparently yeah but we're we're mainly dealing with vampires and then one werewolf one werewolf in this book um what did you think of gabriel as our hero well herein lies part of my problem mm-hmm. i don't feel like he's explained very well you don't or... get to know him all that well no and, and I did have a problem with him killing Bud. <laughs> I, yeah. I did have a problem well, with that. Well, so did she, in fairness. She did. Um, but, you know, in 
in a in romance, that's almost like an unforgivable thing. That's almost like a oh, our hero can't do that. So it's you know he's gonna have to come back from that. It's because, almost like he was like the puppy bringing you the dead mouse. Yeah, and like, it's like look what I did. For look you. what I did. Aren't you happy? <laughs> what? You're not happy about the dead bird I've left in your living room? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I okay. So my thing with him, I liked him, but I felt like we didn't get to know him all that well. Which, um, I'm sure you get to know him a little bit better. I, I'm, there's a lot of things where he's like, I can't tell you about that yet in regards to his history. Right. Um, so I have a feeling that we'll learn more about that. But even like his physical description, we don't get a lot of, I mean, we know he's good looking and he's got like a chiseled jaw, but I mean, there's not a lot to work with there. Yeah. And he's kind of shows up mysteriously now and then, which kind of gives me kind of stalker Stalker. vibes. But, um, you know, so it's, it's, I don't know yet. And then the butt thing, I, I feel like it's alluded to, but never like expressly stated, but he comes from a time where I think that that was, yeah, primarily how they solved problems. And then not only that, but he's a vampire. Who right. also have, you know. So I think he'll come back from it. I get. And Bud was not a good guy. Yeah. So, you know, that's specifically explained. So I think that I think that he'll come back from it. But that was just kind of a, uh, ow. Mm. Yeah. And um, I think had this book been written today, it, it would have been different. Yeah. And it, it's funny because I could tell the exact period it was written in yeah. because of the pop, pop culture references. references. And the Dick Cheney references. However, I thought the Dick Cheney thing was really funny. And then how she had to keep saying, you know, Dick Cheney, the guy, not Not, the vice president. Not the vice president. (laughs) Um, Okay. Let's talk pacing, which is where both you and I, well, pacing and plotting, I guess. Yeah, it's not even just pacing because. I did enjoy reading this book. I enjoyed reading all of it. However, there was no story in it, like, at all. There's nothing. Until, like, 70% of the way through the book. It's not until it's, I mean, I don't think you can say it was until, and this is being fair, this is being generous, 60% of the way through the book that anything starts to happen. Anything. Because that's, like, when she starts to get creepy goings on around her house you know someone tries to poison her dog someone um slathers paint on her car that kind of stuff but even once that stuff starts happening it's still very slow to pick up on what it means and where it's going with that and what you're dealing with prior to that is molly harper's very funny writing and exposition very funny so it's entertaining but that's all it is. Yeah. It's just exposition for the first 60% of the and book. And it's just like this little cute funny thing happens. And then this funny, or this thing happens that's... Well, and she's world, she's setting up her world and describing it in a very funny way. But it takes so freaking long. And and it's not even like anything's happening, happening in the midst of that. Right. It's like she becomes a vampire. But even that, like, is just sort of... She has these interactions with her family, but nothing really ha- It's like, I think I'm going to tell them, and then she doesn't. 
So, like, nothing is really happening. I mean, there's just really yeah. nothing going on for a good 60% she of the book. She goes to a job that doesn't work out. Yeah, which meant didn't even have anything to do with the story. Yeah. She it gets another job. Though. It would be a terrible job, though. That is, yeah. <laughs> Gosh. She gets another job that's better. Right. But we don't even know where that's going yet. And there, it's just a lot of... It's There's a lot of... Um, like unimportant events that happen and then even the important stuff that happens i.e. her becoming a vampire happens when she's unconscious yeah and so then it's just told to us rather than like us seeing it and you guys know that i'm a dialogue person and i often will just only read dialogue this there was very little <laughs> in the first 60 percent of the book because nothing was happening and it was just her telling us about the undead committee and kind of the rules um of of being an undead in in the society at the time and the laws that you know the rights of the. Undead. I did like the little clips at the beginning of each chapter from the book of the undead, which kind of gave me Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy vibes. Yeah. But um, it was so. There's a lot of stuff I really liked about this yeah. book. But the big glaring thing I even said to Ellen, I said, "There's nothing happening in this book." Um, but that was a big glaring thing, and I'm hoping that either at well, because I have read Molly Harper books too different a different series that I really enjoyed and um you had the bayou one I read it was a bayou one and there were there were bear shifters I can't even remember now it was a long time ago but I just remember there was a lot of shapeshifters and and um and they were in a bayou town but Mm -hmm. it was I enjoyed it and it was entertaining and and a good time and so I do like her writing I think it suffered from first bookitis in that it's her first book and it's the first book of this world building that she's yeah, doing. Yeah, and having read her later books, I think it's definitely something that, like, she probably got <laughs> commented on and worked it out and just kind of learned. You well, know. or maybe this three book, because I think the Jane Jameson series is three books, and it might be that it, it was, like, all one book at one point in time, and she cut it up. Maybe. I didn't even think about that. Um, but... So that is the main thing that that's that's really the only thing that detracts from this book. Yeah. But it's an admittedly pretty freaking huge thing. <laughs> yeah. Because just... there's really about twenty of the percent of the book that has any story going on in it. And once the story got I you know, kicked in, I was like, Okay, yeah, I'm on board. I get it. I, I'm following I, I mm-hmm. like where this is going. It's this is entertaining. But um and I do like I like the side characters. I like Zeb a lot. Yeah. Um, Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney is entertaining. Uh, Andrea has potential. We She's didn't interesting. See it. She's didn't not s- as funny as much as she no. is in- an interesting character. Yeah. And I think we'll probably see more of her, and, mm-hmm. and I'd like to see that relationship blossom. Um, so her parents. Her parents. Her family. Her dad, I liked. The rest of her family, I wanted to smack upside the head. I liked Ghost Aunt Jetty. Yes, I do like Ghost Aunt Jetty. And um, but gosh, her family talk about issues. The women in her family. Yes, seriously. Are... Because she put. A, I mean, and not even about her becoming a vampire. I mean, just even before they knew she was a vampire, they were terrible to her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. 
So that's our main big quibble. Yeah, that with was the book. It, and it's a big quibble, which really detracted from it being a love because I really did enjoy I really enjoy her sense of humor and I enjoyed her pop culture references and I just really liked the way inside being inside Jane's head and the way her brain worked and there's a lot about this that I really really liked but then there was that big huge story plot issue that I yeah struggled with um so let's talk about the conflict which is basically the only plot in the book um so well first of all they have the interpersonal conflict of him killing and murdering well uh, they like there's no build-up to this romance. They just, like, start making out. I'm like, did he just kiss her? What happened? Wow. I mean, yeah. it was really, like, out of the blue. No build-up to it at all. And then they're making out. And which, you know, okay, that's fine. I'm, I'm here for that, especially in a vampire book because, you know, they're that way. Yeah. But um, I didn't feel the build-up for the romance very much. No. And it's, it's very much lusting at this point. And you run into this a lot with paranormals because he kind of lets something slip where he says he refers to her as his blood mate, which I think is going to come up in the other end. Well, and that's why I think, like, I didn't hold this against the book too much because I think the rest, the other two, the other books are going to build up their relationship more. And I think we're going to see more of that in the other books. Yeah. And, and this is a thing that I just see, you just see it happen more in paranormal where... They've got this, like, otherworldly force that is drawing them to, to each, each other. other. And um, so the blood mate thing makes me think that there's some, like, faded mates thing going on. And um, so they're just destined to be together. And that's why they're both just so horny for each other. <laughs> um, there was some pretty good hate sex in there. <laughs> yeah. When, well, that's when he... Um, yeah, when she tells him, when she's all pissed off about him murdering, what's his name? Bud. Bud. Um, like and then they end up, that's when they end up having sex. And it's just kind of funny, which we'll talk about that. It, and it's like beat up and then sex. Yeah. Um, okay, but the, the plot conflict is there's somebody kind of terrorizing her, like I said, poisoning, trying to poison her dog, you know, it's kind of staking out her house, leaving her messages, shooting her, all this stuff. Yeah, like terrible, terrible things. Yeah. And also there's just a lot of rumors flying around town that she's sleeping with all these vampires and, and then she's murdering some vampires. She murders this guy named Walter and she apparently tries to murder this Dick Cheney. Um, but Dick Cheney knows she didn't do it. And anyway, so she's getting framed. She's kind of being terrorized. Um, spoiler alert. It turns out it's this vampire named Missy, who is the leader of the welcoming committee for the undead. She's also a realtor. And she's doing all of this because she wants... Her property. Her Jane's house. That used to belong to her Aunt Jetty. Her Aunt Jetty left it to her in her will... So, and I guess it's a primo piece of real estate because Missy really goes balls to the wall to get it. It's <laughs> going all out to get it. Well, she wants to build a vampire community with yeah. like a... Like know, a gated community yeah. for vampires. Um, so, I called it. 
You did. I called it as well. You did. You said it was Missy um, because you thought she wanted Gabriel. Yes. I thought she had her designs on Gabriel. I thought it was Missy because she wanted the house. Um, And I was right. (laughs) And you were. Um, But um, it's going to be interesting in the future books to see because now Jane has all the property around all around her property. So she's got a lot of property. Yeah. Cause so. apparently when you're in a vampire duel, you get everything that belonged to said vampire. I guess cause vampires don't leave a lot of wills. Well, they don't have, well, and they don't have any lineage often. Yes. To... So they can't will any, they don't will anything because they don't expect to die. However, with that said, We've read a lot of books where vampires die. <laughs> no, I think it's more that they don't have any descendants. Yeah. You're right. To leave anything to. That would be the worst thing about becoming a vampire. Like not yeah. being able to have babies. So yeah. poor Jane, you can't have any babies. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, sometimes in vampire books, they still find a way. Twilight. <laughs> Creepy babies that grow up really fast. You make them sound and- like Jurassic Park. Nature finds a way. And werewolves become in love with when they're yeah, babies. When they're babies. That's weird. so weird. <laughs> um, anyway. Anyway. Off, off of the twilight. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So that's how that goes down. It's like we both said. As soon as, like, the actual plot was kicking in, I was like, okay. Here we go. Things are happening. I'm on board. Um, also her sister is the worst. Yeah. Um, okay. Will you keep reading this series? Well, I did buy the next one because I enjoyed her writing enough that I'm hoping that the next book, there'll be story through more. Well, because, I mean, most of what we're talking about that we had a problem with is her setting up the world. So I'm hoping that now that she doesn't have as much world building to do. That there will be less him and Han at the beginning of the book. But it wasn't even world building. It was just this thing happened and then this thing happened. It wasn't just, it wasn't even. Well, and a lot of it was, um, you know, like we appreciate a, a good uh, witty, witty comment as much yeah. as much as the next person, if not more. But um, some of it was just like, okay, that whole paragraph was just. For the joke. Just for that the line. The punchline or whatever. Well, and a lot of it was, like, the whole thing with the job, I don't even know what that was for. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. It didn't have anything to do with the world building. It didn't have anything to do with... It didn't have any repercussions on... Anything. Yeah. Just to make her smell like cigarette smoke, I guess. And it did, I mean, I maybe they, they just needed a couple cock, because they have multiple cock blocks throughout the book. They, they do have lots of So they of have Zeb and uh, Jolene that show up in Cockblock. They have her smelling like cigarettes as a, a Cockblock. So maybe that was its only function. Well, it made the story kind of drag. Yeah. But um, so I'm hoping that in the next book, now that we're kind of past all of that stuff. And I also think that her is a new writer. I don't know. I hate to put thoughts in her head. However, I've seen this with other first books sometimes. They've been thinking about writing a book for so long and they've got all these little things, these little vignettes that they want 
mm-hmm. it built up in their brain. And so they feel the need to put it in the book when it didn't really even go with the book. So. Yeah. And I get that for sure. Yeah. Um, let's talk about sex, baby, which we've kind of already talked about. But, um, yeah, they have crazy, like, beat each I other mean, up sex. There's only one scene, but it is, oh, boy. But it's explained in a very mom-friendly way. It is kind of in a too-mom-friendly way because I was like, wait, what body part is where at this point right now? It was very – because there was a lot of – he was on top and then all of a sudden she was on top without ever describing how that came to be. And so I was like – And he was – down here and then not and, and then <laughs> and then she was down there <laughs> anyway it was very hard to figure out what was going on very ambiguous and there's you know she's laying on shards of glass and then all of a sudden he's laying on shards of glass and i'm like how was this happening yeah i mean it was a bit ambiguous yeah um so there was that but i did it was fun. It was a fun, you know, like Mr. Yeah. and Mrs. Smith beat you up. Yeah, it was a Mr. and Mrs. Smith thing. Sex scene yeah. while there. Um, Are you Mr. and Mrs. Smithy me? <laughs> what's that from? It's from 22 Jump Street. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, but uh, that was fun. And, um, it, yeah, they had, like, it was... It wasn't even like makeup sex because they hadn't made up yet. It was she was like, still mad at him. It was it was she was still mad at him after it was over because it started. He was like holding her hand so she stopped hitting him, and then all of a sudden they're kissing and going at it. And so it's like, okay, do we forgive him? <laughs> nope, but we're gonna have sex with him. <laughs> and I did think it was funny because she had so much like anxiety leading up to, you know, what would become their their first time having sex and um that was just all out the window when it actually happened because she was so pissed off at him yeah so maybe it was for the best (laughs) um what was your swooniest moment my swooniest moment let me think mine was when he kills bud for her jk (laughs) i did not like that one (laughs) um i did like okay here's my swooniest moment when um but it's not just Gabriel. But when all three of those guys show up at Missy's, when she's about to fight Missy, yeah. and all three of the guys kind of show up, and they're just like, she's like okay, oh, here's, okay. The, here's the cavalry. <laughs> and they, but they won't do anything to help her. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but that was just kind of sweet that all those. Yeah, that one was cute. All those little boys um, show up for her. I'd probably go with um, him getting all territorial in front of Dick about. Yeah, that was pretty good, too. I mean, I'm just a sucker for that kind of stuff. And by the way, when you have a character named Dick, there's obviously going to be good jokes there. Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay. Not many uh, listener comments on this one, but uh, they are uh, robust in their individual comments. Um, Catherine, who um, was a big proponent of getting the book on the list, uh, she said, so it's a bit of a risk when an author has 30 plus books out to out to go back to their debut as a starting point, especially when the rest of her series have the classic one couple per book romances, whereas this series follows only Gabriel and Jane's relationship. 
But, I mean, Jane Jameson, the world's best children's librarian turned vampire. I love her friendship with Zeb, him caring so much about their friendship that he joins a support group, them testing out her powers by doing tests and jumping off the roof. <laughs> that was that funny. That was kind of funny. <laughs> um, when Gabriel mentions to Jane that she should get the glass out of her shoulder or it will bother her for decades, it makes my shoulder itch every time. I think it was the wood that was... The wood sticking through a clavicle yeah. or whatever <laughs> Um, if you loved this book, definitely continue with the series. They continue to work on their relationship and issues over the course of the books. If you want more Molly Harper, but a different couple, try the Naked Werewolf series. The Mystic Bayou series. That's the one I read. Is fantastic if you want dual POV and free with an Audible subscription. And of course, there's a spinoff series set in Half Moon Hollow with new couples, um, with Jane, Gabriel, Dick, and Andrea making constant cameos. I think most of Molly Harper's series are best enjoyed in order, but that's not how I read them and I still adored them, or how I read them and I still adored them. Molly Harper is one of my favorite authors now, and I only know of her because Natalie recommended her to me twice, once for her contemporaries and once for her paranormals, proof that this group has a life beyond the podcast that improves all of our reading lives. Huh. Huh. Thank you, Mom and Ellen, for the special book club and for sorry for accidentally recommending two books with murder in them this fall. That was not intentional. <laughs> I'm firmly anti-murder. <laughs> sure, Catherine. I'm anti-murder, but I'm not anti-reading about murder. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> I mean, or watching anything about murder because like, that's... I don't think it's a good thing. However, I do enjoy a good murder show. <laughs> Boy, do we. Um, Cassie says, I think I like this book overall. I laughed out loud a few times while reading, and it was definitely a fun Halloween read. I want to check out some of Molly Harper's other books, but I don't think I'll continue on in this series. This was reminiscent of the Sookie Stackhouse novels slash True Blood TV series. Yes, in many ways, but the most obvious one was that Gabriel reminded me of Bill Compton and Dick reminded me of Eric Northman. Yes, all true. I watched True Blood. Mom did not. And it should probably just stay that way. Um, <laughs> I do, however, have a lot of True Blood swag because yes. we gave blood at Comic-Con. We gave blood at Comic-Con and it was sponsored by True Blood. So we got a lot of, they gave us a lot of True Blood stuff. And then I went to a couple True Blood um, panels. panels and all the eight, if you, it was always good to go to an HBO show panel because HBO would give out the best swag. Best swag. And the most plentiful We swag. have a lot of Game of Thrones swag. We have a lot of Game of Thrones. We have a lot of True Blood. True Blood. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Uh, Gabriel was kind of boring and I found myself... Oh, this is still Cassie. Gabriel was kind of boring and I found myself rooting for Jane to get together with Dick instead. Yeah. In case... I do like the friendship, though, with Dick. I like Dick having to rein it in to be a friend with a girl. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Cassie says, in case you can't tell, I was an Eric Northman girl when I watched True Blood. <laughs> that um overall a cute read i just don't think the series as a whole will be for me i get that and yeah i made a lot of true blood comparisons um as well i it's the book is much more similar to the book of sookie stackhouse um the show always had kind of a more grisly uh tone i think than the books but this book definitely rings of the books um, for Sucky Stackhouse. 
Leslie says, this was the first book I read by Molly Harper and I enjoyed it. I'm planning to continue with the series and also branch out into some of her other series. I only watched a little of the True Blood TV show and I never read any of the books, but you can definitely see the influence here. I'm not complaining. I was so in the mood for a cozy paranormal romance this October. One of the most entertaining things about reading this book 10 plus years after its publication date was all of the dated references. When was the last time anyone thought about Dick Cheney's hunting incident? <laughs> um, I also liked that I was close to Jane's age in 2009, so it was like being sent back in time to my own late 20s as I read about her challenges with dating, employment, and family. Like Cassie, I also found Gabriel a bit boring, but Dick was way too bad boy for me. I'm hoping that Gabriel develops more in later books. Um... Jen says, I'm not a vampire person. I actively avoid vampire books, shows, and movies, but it's Halloween, and I enjoy Molly Harper, so I gave this book a try. I liked it. I loved Jane Sass and book knowledge. The pop culture references were hilariously out of date. I liked the undead world that Harper created, and she avoids first book-itis by starting off each chapter with snippets of the guide for the newly undead, lol. The side characters were great, especially Zeb and Dick Cheney. This was a fun, cute book. I didn't like that this is a long series that focuses on Jane. I don't think I'll continue with it. And then finally, Sarah says, I haven't had a chance to finish the book, but it is cute so far. I have to agree with the other commenters who said that this has Sookie Stackhouse slash True Blood vibes. I would consider this book romance adjacent rather than a romance. I'm about 65% of the way through, but I don't feel invested in Jane and Gabriel as a couple. I do like the paranormal world being built, so I will probably consider reading the rest of the series. Um, and that's all the listener comments. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to look up now to see how many books the Jane Jameson series has, but my computer is running really slow. Um, mom, final thoughts? Um, my final thoughts are I think I'm going to at least try the next book and see. Because yeah. I, I really enjoy her writing and I enjoyed the other series that I read. And I really enjoy, um, I just needed a little more story. I need a little more um, like buy-in to the book. And I need a little more buy-in into their romance. Yes. And I'm hoping that it'll come in the next book. Well, and it's like Jen said, um, she, I... Because we, we, we said first book Ida's for her. I don't even know if that is... Because it's not like she dwells too much on trying to, like, introduce the world or anything. I It's it's kind of like I said. I think she just spends a little bit too much time on trying to be cute yeah. with her writing, which I'm here for. But it needs to be, like, more interspersed with story plot. By the way, there's four books in the Jane Jameson okay. series. Um, well, I'll at least try the next one and then see how I feel after that. Yeah. See if I want to spend more time there. Um, so yeah, so that's, I guess, where we land. Enjoyable. I don't, I'm not mad I read it. Um, it was a fun Halloween read. For sure. And, um, yeah, definitely fun book. Um, just wish that there was more that had happened. And again, that could also, we could have felt it more then other people might just because, like always, we're trying to <laughs> push through, hurry and get a book read. But so that's where we land. 
So those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on Nice Girls Don't Have Fangs by Molly Harper. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Not Your Mom's From, or you can email us at NotYourMom'sRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On November 8th, we'll be chatting about Rosaline Palmer Takes the Cake by Alexis Paul. Oh, I'm excited to read this one. Yeah. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love to read them. All right. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome, Ellen. Happy Halloween. As to you as well. To you and yours. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.